0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the fliplip Podcast. My name's Ian, and today I'm joined by Keith Hardy. Keith, would you mind introducing yourself?
1: Uh, yes, I'm Keith Hardy. I'm uh, European Marketing Director for Brian Cave, but I've spent about um, 12 years in the legal sector, and during that time, I've seen a huge shift that uh, the the industry has uh, has begun to uh, market itself through digital. Uh, and one of the things that I've been involved in in the last uh, five years is uh, launching uh, a large number of mobile apps um, and uh, and seeing the way that that's developed. Mm. Why mobile apps in the legal sector? I mean, it's not an
0: area that I think a lot of people would assume are going to be big consumers of mobile apps. Well,
1: I think there's a few, I think there's a few things about uh, about law firms. One is that they've got a huge amount of content. So, if you uh, increasingly, well, I think you've you've seen the shift in uh, in marketing generally. You've seen the shift towards uh, towards content marketing. Law firms are like uh, law firms are the are the um, are the ideal place to make that shift because they have always used content to, to do their marketing. And the apps that we that we were involved in developing are, are primarily they've been around content. So they're effectively trying to pr- create ways of um, of clients accessing the content that law firms are already producing in a more digestible way. And all our, our clients are increasingly um, mobile, time pressured, and uh, and and find it difficult to use some of the other tools that are available to get to get hold of content. So as we've been able to um, as we've been able to launch mobile apps, what you're doing is capturing a space in the uh, in the on the mobile um, of a client and be able to use that to then raise your profile as a firm. And it, and the beautiful thing about apps is they kind of lock everyone else out. So you you're you're effectively owning real estate space on a on a mobile phone. And there's only so much real estate space available. Um, so if you can get the right app and you can get the right uh, content, you can actually create something which provides a which which really links your clients to uh, um, to the firm and provides you with a really powerful tool. Is it kind of obvious, or, or did you have to experiment to figure out how? Uh,
0: content marketing on a mobile device is valuable as opposed to, say, using an alternative format like a PDF or a web or things like this. Is it that just putting content
1: onto a mobile device instantly makes yeah. it compelling? Without um, understating what we did, I think that's pretty much what we did do. We just took content we already had and we put it onto a mobile uh, and into an app. Now, th- I, I, that's definitely not where you want to end. You know, that's not the that's not the end game for for mobile apps. I hope in in the legal sector. Um, and some of the apps that we launched are very heavy. Had a you know had huge amounts of content. Um, so so I you know but. But even that was quite compelling. I mean, because law firms are traditionally uh, not innovative, uh, they don't have you know not, not not a huge number of firms have developed a su- suites of apps. Um, there are there are a lot of opportunities to produce con- you know to put content into a format on the mobile that is much more consumable than going through a website. Um, so so I think actually you, the, you don't have to be too clever. To actually produce something that's that's clients think is quite good, so it might be that won't last forever. You know, law law firms will have will have to get better, and I think some of the things that we were starting to look at in terms of dorm raid apps and gamification, and so there was there was definitely things that were being that that you could see it progressing, and once you know, once you had a group of partners who had done the content apps. They then they then see their kids playing on their mobiles, and they'd be thinking, "Oh, actually, I could see how I could my content could maybe fit into that sort of format." So I could so, so I could see maybe we could we could do it in a in a slightly more interesting way. But you start with what you've got, and you and you move it online. And I think that's that's actually, you know, that's that's what websites did as well. Law firm websites were brochures that uh, that were stuck on website pages, um, and now they're developing and they're producing blogs, and, uh, so this is you know, a similar sort of journey. Do you see any other um, kind of
0: ways in which law firms, you would either expect or have been using mobile that is
1: bringing about um, additional opportunities yeah. um, uh, the, or benefits. The, I mean, the big, the big, the big thing that's happening is events. I mean, it's just the app, the you know events apps are just and lots of people are trying to do that, and there's lots of uh, and there's lots of opportunity there. And I, I think the thing that the thing that um, law firms haven't really done is use that in a campaign sense. So what they've done is they produced event apps, but they're not really developing those apps and using them and and morphing them into into product into something that has a longer life um or at least not as far as i'm aware there may maybe people have done that
0: you brought up a really interesting point about events but not suggesting yeah. that they were long life uh, and that you thought that there was additional value that could be brought to the table yes. um i've I've got to say I agree with you. I've always found it interesting to know how much effort from a marketing and pure human resource effort it takes to get somebody to install an app for an event and then for it to be 24 hours, very much flash kind of app usage and then gone at the end. Um, And it's like, well, actually, if you put all that effort into getting them to to put it on their device, why don't you just put a little bit more effort into getting them to keep it? Because that way you've got that um, uh, kind of um, channel already established. Uh, As long as you can kind of recycle into things that the people who originally installed it still want, you're kind of on their home screen. Uh, Do you have any specific ideas or maybe scenarios you've seen where um, the event app lifespan is being
1: extended? I think I think what I've seen mostly is law firms, or and I've done this myself, is using the content and trying to reach out to bigger audiences. Um, so so that's and that definitely increases the live. But um, this is kind of related to your
0: comment earlier about lockout. Um, but I think you only get lockout if you've obviously put something in
1: to lock yeah. someone out with. Yeah, yeah. Generally, law firms' marketing will be uh, a few years behind everyone else. I mean, when, you know, law firms aren't the Aren't the uh, early adopters of uh, of new marketing technologies? So, uh, which is why there's such an opportunity with apps. Actually, is because you can see that there's lots of app, uh, you know, apps that you could launch, which would be of value to clients, uh, which would help create the, you know, help create, um, use the content that they've already got.
0: So, potentially a contentious question, but who do you think should be owning and driving? The kind of concepts uh, and I wouldn't say strategy because I think strategy and execution are sometimes kind of at different parts of an organization structure, particularly in a big business like a multinational law firm. But who do you think should be driving the implementation of these apps
1: and why and what do you think is really happening? Well, I think that's one of the things that's different about law firms is that law firms tend to have lots of different, uh, effectively lots of different businesses which are all branded under one law firm uh, but are effectively targeting very different clients with very different types of products. so um, so I think the um, I think that creates the need for different areas of the firm to drive their own apps and their own uh, their own solutions um, in a way that you don't necessarily get if you're sitting in a Corporates, I've worked in big corporates as well, and in those businesses, they tend to have you know they they might have lots of different products, but they're effectively selling one thing. And you know, they so when I worked in post offices quite some time ago, um, but in post offices, we just ran post offices and we had one we we wouldn't have wanted 15 15 apps, we'd have we'd have basically had an app for post offices. Or if you're working for hotels and we worked for um Premier, uh, Premier Inn, you you were you'd have one app you know that's what you do in law firms you have all these different people who are all who, who are all looking at their clients and thinking how do i generate content that those that will help raise my profile as an expert in my in my area and my area might be very different from one partner to another so one partner might be a litigation might be in litigation and another partner might be in uh, employment and you know some uh, sometimes those things will cross over but they're but they'll be doing different things, and they'll have different content, and they'll have different types of issues that their clients are concerned about. So you're so you're driving it, not necessarily from you know it's not a top down approach. It's it's actually quite often it involves lots of different people at that at that kind of level within the organisation, um, and that's maybe slightly different from. A corporate on the, on the marketing side anyway that's that's i think is true so
0: should it be therefore marketing going to partners and saying hey we've got some great new app ideas for you sit down and we'll tell you all about them or do you think that it's much more likely that uh kind of the organization should try to become aware of maybe how to use mobile but then it really should be driven by the partners in trying to understand how their area of expertise can be applied to
1: mobile effectively uh i'm not sure there is a right and wrong answer I mean, the key thing is generate good apps, and ideas come from different places, and different people will have ideas. Um, I think there is definitely a need for marketing people within law firms to generate the skills in in what makes a good app, and how do we do this? And you know, the, 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 those skills are uh, you know still still rare within within law firms. I'd say. Um, so I think there's a need for marketing teams to be, to become more expert, and uh, so that they can support partners. But in general, content comes from law, comes from the lawyers. The law is critical to the content, and that's what that's one of the things that happens in law firms. Is you have a massive amount of very interesting content that touches the lives of and the and the working lives of uh, you know most corporations will have legal issues that are uh, all across their businesses. And so content is almost not the challenge, it's actually sifting the content and finding the things that are most relevant and mo- and, and presenting those in a way that's most interesting. Seeing as you've been involved in quite a few app projects, uh, do you have any advice
0: on things that people should focus on more? Uh, and maybe by default they didn't, maybe you made these mistakes or errors when you were creating initial apps, or maybe it's actually that the app was fine, but the organization didn't necessarily receive the app in the right way, and that actually that therefore introduces factors that you need to consider when
1: creating new apps for an organization. You want to not face, and I've done this with website projects as well. You want to not face the technical challenge of creating uh, the new, the 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 the, the new um, content management system and the new uh, and the, you know the new systems. As well as at the same time the content. In general, my advice would be try and split those two things up. So, tr- so, so my general advice for uh, would be uh, use some content you've already got. The difficulty with that, and the and the the issue with that is what you tend to do in law firms is have very very large amounts of content. So, I mean, I think our first apps were. Uh, you know, they they were the heaviest things you've ever you know you've ever had to lug around on the mobile phone. Um, you could almost feel the weight in your pocket as you put your mobile phone in. <laughs> in. So you so so I think that's the that's the balance. And your whilst you can create apps and and I know you know Fliplet's got solutions which enable you to make to, to use large amounts of content but keep it quite light. Um, you know, it's, that's still quite functionally, that's quite difficult for clients to go through the, the, the amount of content that law firms can bring to bear on, a, on an app technology. Um, I think you've got to try and work out what the functionality is, and you've got to really find slick ways of making people m- m- and labelling people to go through uh, the content. And I think when I, certainly when I started doing it, and I, I mean, I, I think I'd still be in this camera release, you think of it as like a, it's like a, it's, it's like a website, but it's just on a mobile phone and you just downloaded it, and you know that's obviously not right. Um, but it's quite hard for it's quite hard to get away from that. So I think it's uh, I think that's that's probably stage two. though you sort of start with what you've got, get the technology working, and then and then move on to how do you get the functionality work? Because the real thing is internally, you're trying to get people excited about the idea of using them, excited about what mobile what mobile can deliver and it's a marketing it, it's a it, I mean a lot uh, you know without being too flippant about it uh, to advise you saying it's kind of gimmicky you know it's hey oh that's kind of a cool I've got a you've got a mobile app and then you get the real estate and then you yourself saying actually I can deliver more through this and I can create functionality and I've got another app that actually does something else that you might find interesting and you, you build on it the, the idea of um, of not doing too much too early, Law firms lawyers in general tend to be perfectionists. But what you're actually trying to do is, is own real estate on people's mobile phones. And you maybe don't need to do everything that they can possibly think of in order to achieve that goal. Maybe you need to keep moving forward once you've got that real estate, you need to keep coming up with new ways of making it interesting for clients and to, to retain that space. But actually what you're really trying you know, you're really trying to do enough to get them to download it and to think, oh, actually, that's quite useful.
0: I think your comment about, uh, if I can potentially try to paraphrase part of what you just said, is that (laughs) the experience of the initial app, if all you're trying to do is just take the content and put it onto mobile, don't expect it to be perfect, but do kind of almost assume that you're going to need to iterate. Um, But in an earlier point, you said that it's unlikely that people will have very high expectations of what's going to go onto the device initially so you can almost rely on hey we're being innovative we know it's not the best thing in the world yeah. it's a bit like websites in the 90s yeah. you know with animated gifs they weren't the best things but at the time we thought they were great yeah. and then the next iteration got better and the next iteration got better so
1: it's almost assuming you're going to iterate is kind of i, th- I think the key point and, that you were getting And I at. think the journey I think the journey is very similar to the to the to the one with websites Bird and Bird's first uh, website was uh, a map of the office. It was like where everyone sat. You know that was the website. So not not extremely client focused, uh, and and not not really terribly slick. Has to be said, but for its time, it was. You know, it was one. Of, it was. I think it was the second website that had that any law firm in in the UK had launched so, You know, it was a. It, it was. It was seen as actually oh, quite a novel idea. Wonder whether it will take off this internet thing, um, and apps that are in a similar position. You know, you don't need to. It, not, it, you, it, we can law firms can use what other people have done in other sectors, take that, and use those kind of approaches and make them uh, and make them work, and 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 actually. That's that's uh, that will be seen as innovative and it will be interesting. And the thing that law firms can then do is bring the content they've got and bring the bring the bring the legal expertise, which actually affects so many different things in business. Bring that and you and look at how do other people present this type of thing and get better at presenting that information back into uh, their clients. And there's huge opportunity there, um, and it's never ending as well because you know these some of the, these these things law doesn't stand still so it's going to be never ending trying to find ways of imaginatively presenting things how do you think law firms should be analyzing kind of the value that
0: they receive from Apps. I mean, there's very much a marketing perspective on this, which is like, okay, you've got to be uh, watching your app analytics, you've got to be measuring uh, engagement and session times and things like this. But I kind of wonder if uh, an organization that's maybe going through the transition that you're describing is kind of at that point of maturity, or maybe there's simpler metrics, or maybe no metrics at all that the organization is far more likely to be interested in in the early days until they get to a kind of quite an advanced state of maturity. Where they probably are with web today and they start wanting to to see performance metrics.
1: I think the I think the wonderful thing about Digital is that you can get performance de- metrics very easily, particularly you know in marketing terms, you can do that very easily. I think the way in which you measure which you measure their uh, effectiveness though in marketing terms is quite easy. you know how many people download it, how long do they keep it, How much do they use it? And do they go to the um, you know we've got some we've got some actions that we want them to take. So they take those actions. Uh, those are and 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 actually, you can now uh, using you know with CRM etc. You can now track that through, and you can say, and do these people eventually end up as great clients? So you can you, can, you, you this is not easy. It's not difficult to measure. It's not difficult to find a to, to find metrics uh, that are that are very related. And the, the other thing is that the costs of these the the costs that you can now get apps for, which is I think one of the big fears for law firms a few years ago was that um, apps were being le- were effectively going to be led on top of everything else we did and just add massive cost. But apps and and websites and you know everything digital is declining. You know the price the price points are dropping really considerably. Um, and for law firms, that's very critical because they don't want one app; they want lots. So reducing the cost down to something that's manageable. Is now is you know is really really possible for law firms to to launch lots of different apps.
0: So you think therefore it, it could almost be not purely based around how the app performs, but also getting the price point down to a low enough uh, point that um, therefore the opportunity cost is so low that it kind of encourages firms to yep. take more risk and try yes. more things. It's interesting because if you if you kind of invert what you were just saying there, which is piece of a device to kind of a worst case scenario. Um, I think kind of what you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, is it's better for law firms to try lots of different things rather than put all of their eggs in one basket and try a big thing, hence your comment about big investment,
1: no guaranteed ROI, small investment, no guaranteed ROI, I expect. It's not just just that it's better. It's almost impossible for a law firm to think about one app. It just, it would be, it would, you'd have to, You'd have to have a, a law firm with one part, you know, one partner running the routes. And, and law firms don't; they are not structurally set up in that way. The partners have different markets. They have different clients. Their clients want different things. Their expertise is very different. Their content's very different. And, this, and so you just you you, you you what you'd create if you create one app, you have massive irrelevance for like huge amounts of content that is massively irrelevant to lots of people. And that's why a lot of websites, you know, a lot of law firm websites struggle because they've got so much, they've got so many different teams, so many different things. You know, you go in the homepage and you can't really work out what the heck's going on. Where do you think is going to be the big opportunity? If we were to flash forward five years
0: and we were to have another kind of podcast recording and we were going to kind of reminisce on where we're, where we are today and what we're talking about today, what do you think are going to be the things that either create so much competitive pressure that every law firm rushes out and does something, or where do you think you know it's going to be the evolution of what we're talking about today? So it's eventually going to evolve to a point where clients and, and law firms are, are having this type of interaction around mobile, and that this is going to be really high value. But to go there today is asking too
1: much of, of kind of the whole market. If I was guessing, I would say the big things. That, I mean, the, the big things happening on mobile. Will happen to law, you know, voice recognition and the and the ability to, uh, the the ability to bypass um, the screen in a, in effect using using colloquial language and just stating your problem and the and and the the mobile finding solutions will change that issue about real estate because obviously if your mobile phone can start searching out anything from anywhere. It, owning real estate doesn't become a particularly valuable um, thing to do. What that means for law firm marketing, I don't know. I mean, it probably means that your content going to have to be a heck of a lot better. So you're going to have to get much, much better at producing content in a way that really stands out from the crowd. And you're also going to have to get much, much better about, um, produ- about, about producing a reputation in an area that puts you at the top of the list. The other thing that is definitely an opportunity is gamification. And nobody's really doing it very well. Making law fun is a you know I mean the 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 idea sounds strange even uh, even saying it. So uh, so I think you know that 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 aspect and making it really uh, interactive and you know and uh, I think is is a big thing. And the connectivity of lawyers as well is also something that is going to be uh, because. Currently, lawyers are still, um, whilst they carry mobile phones and uh, you know all the rest of it, they're not really as accessible to their clients as as um, as they could be.
0: You know, your suggestions make sense. Um, it's just you so regularly think about those current technologies that are becoming big in the consumer space being applied to kind of B two B, let alone the legal industry. But I think you're right. You extrapolate out what's yeah. big and becoming bigger today. Uh, of course it's going to have an impact on legal. it's going to have an impact on every professional service in it as well.
1: I, I, actually one of the other things that I think is uh, is very challenging for law firms is that it, I mean artificial intelligence is obviously one of the things and the ability to to, to share solutions to legal to, to legal issues between clients is also something that is you know that potentially could significantly drop the price of law. Uh, and change the way in which it's done and that that's, that that clearly linking that to mobile and linking it into uh into um voice you know a, a kind of colloquial colloquial control of your uh, of, um, of your searching etc and you start and you start getting to something that's really very different from the way that laws delivered at the moment
0: well on that insightful point i think we'll leave it there thank you so much for joining us on the flip, flip podcast keith and i hope you have a great evening
1: Cool. Thank you very much.